I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today we have a very interesting topic. This is something that I am extremely passionate about. It is about making people read more. And today we're going to be talking about how to make reading sexy, how to be proud that you are a reader. We have a fantastic guest with us. We have Avdut Sherkar, and we are going to discuss and deep dive into understanding the habits of reading. Avdut, welcome to the Habit Coach podcast. Thank you so much uh, for having me today. I'm I'm looking forward to this wonderful conversation and yeah, let's let's get started. Abdul, we spoke and you said that you were a listener of the podcast. I'm very very happy that you know you are on the podcast as well now. It's a full circle. I love it. Yes, 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 hundred percent. Feeling very nice today that I get the chance to talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> Abdul, really excited. Tell me your story behind reading. How did you get into you know influencing so many people around the world to start reading? Where did your reading journey begin? I was never a reader as opposed to the notion people always think when they look at my channel they always feel that I have been reading since I was a child and stuff I never read a book when I was a child I was just doing basic things I was dancing a lot when I was a child actually I was never into reading the so classical dancing or journey, just like random dancing No it doesn't look like it but I used to be a hip hop dancer Whoa <laughs> <laughs> I love it Buster move So that that was going on actually I never stumbled upon reading Now, because I think the circle around me also wasn't reading. There were a lot of factors which I never got a chance to explore. But what happened was in my second year of engineering, I was doing this internship at Air India in Mumbai. I had to travel. I had to take the local train from Church Gate to Santa Cruz every day, and I had that small Nokia phone which did not have a earplug. Okay, so I was a very old school guy at that point of time. My parents wanted me to be that way, so I had that phone. So I could not listen to music. So I was just passing my time every day. and one day i just thought i asked my uncle who is a voracious reader he he reads a lot of books i asked him you know i'm really bored on the train like there are 40 minutes so can you just suggest me a book and he randomly gave me a book he knew about me he knew i love spy thrillers and james bond kind of things at that point of time he gave me a book the book was jeffrey archer's the 11th commandment and i still remember that feeling two days i read that book on the train and i felt such pure joy such pure bliss i used to be a movie buff i am still a movie buff and i think the reading experience was unparalleled i loved the whole experience of reading i didn't read it to you know become a reader i didn't read it to flaunt it to anyone i just read it because i was bored basically and that started a domino effect i started reading lot and lot more books i started reading fiction a lot basically that's what helped me to you know basically fall in love with the overall idea of reading i did not touch a non fiction book for quite some time and then non fiction things happened and stuff happened and you know it's just an exponential thing compound effect really kicked in and i am a reader now yeah you know you said something very interesting you said that you're a movie buff and then reading made everything vivid for you what was the difference between the movies and the book like how did the book come alive Yeah that's a fantastic question. So I have come to understand that fundamentally I'm a very creative person and I have a certain creative energy around me and I'm always looking out for avenues where I can express my creative opinions. When I was a kid I was doing dancing a lot. I used to play music then at one point of time and then now I do YouTube. So there's always something going around and I found out that I have great sense of imagination. So when you tell me there's a tree, there's a lighthouse and there's a mountain, my vision is like extraordinary. I imagine it like in a grand way. And that's what happened I think when I re- read a great book and when when the author is writing something which really f- uh, caters to your fancy, you love the entire experience. So yeah, I think that happened and that was better than watching a movie because in a movie the director wants you to see something and you know know something, but here I have, I have my own imagination, right? I can imagine however I want it. So I think that's why I really liked it. 
You know, in fact, a few years ago, I was doing a workshop for school kids to start a podcast. Okay. So these these school kids uh-huh. wanted to start a podcast. So I said, "What mm-hmm. is the difference between podcasting and videos on YouTube?" Now, obviously, all mm-hmm. podcasts are on YouTube, but at that time, podcasts were only audio. And the kids right. said something interesting. He said, "YouTube, they show you in the podcast. You have to imagine what the person is saying." And I love mm-hmm. the imagination aspect of it. Exactly yeah. like you said, right? You can build up this vision in your mind as opposed to just having it delivered to you. Yeah, that's what makes it very interesting. Also, you have the power to control all of your images, and I like that. It's very fantastical to me. Absolutely. So you started with yeah. fiction, and then you yeah. stayed in fiction. You moved to non-fiction. Like, what was the journey after that? Yeah, I read a lot of fiction books. I so after so, Jeffrey Archer, you only stuck to Jeffrey Archer. You tried different things. No, no, I I tried different genres, but just because I knew I really like spy thrillers, so I was in that space. I was reading thriller books. It was just like a domino effect, right? You read one book, you feel you're not satisfied. You want to know many more such stories. Then you go to Agatha Christie, then you go to all these thriller writers. You know, I was doing that kind of a thing. Then I read Khalid Osini, and Khalid Osini's books really, you know, changed the game for me. Where I understood that now reading is not just entertainment for me. Reading can make me feel a lot of things. I felt emotions. I didn't know I had it in me because it's about a girl in the Afghan region during the Russia-Afghan war. Nothing is relatable, right? I, I cannot relate it in any way. But somehow, after reading the book, I felt a million emotions. I felt very different, and that was a game changer for me. I was like, okay, I need to. approach reading in a different way now it's not just entertainment for me then i started reading some quality content i tried to read the classics but i could not i had a hold on the classics because i still remember there's this one book called 100 years of solitude by gabriel garcia marquez and people say that it's the greatest piece of literature ever written and stuff i could not read even 10% and i thought this is not for me maybe i'm not a reader it's not my cup of tea and then yeah fiction happened for a lot of time you need 100 years came. of solitude for completing it in any case <laughs> i think that's the <laughs> exactly. idea but like you said right it it gives you so many emotions that you didn't know existed in you and i love when people say you know after reading the book i put it away and in my dreams i see these characters coming and having conversations with me i think yeah. that book continues to stay in your mind even after you've shut it Yeah yeah and that happens with fiction because you are imagining characters you imagine them talking to each other and in general you have favorite characters you have a certain sense of how they would look based on your personal experiences and now when your experience increases like let's say now i am in a different country i know many people i've seen different types of people so now your imagination is also changing now you are imagining different characters sometimes you put in some accent to them you put in some quirky element to them i like that space of reading a fiction book but that was like sometime back then afterwards i started reading non fiction a lot this came from a space so this is again a very interesting anecdote which i want to share that covid happened and just like every one of us we were all stuck everywhere we were in our homes i was back in my home i was working but i was working remotely at my place my parents are both doctors so i've seen covid very closely we were all surrounded by the whole covid argument and every day just covid 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 that was going around in the house every day my mom used to go on the covid task force and a lot was happening at this point of time i experienced a vacuum in my life like there was literally nothing to do you could not do anything you could not talk to people and stuff and again my creative energy wanted to burst out of somewhere so i read this book called shoe dog by phil knight mm. which is the story of nike how nike came about what was the motivation behind the iconic swoosh logo so i read this book and you know the book spoke to me spiritually again like that is one of those books which is a monumental change in my life after finishing that book i really wanted to start something like i had this feeling i don't know what i don't know how i don't know why 
I just wanted to start something. That was the feeling I got from the book. And the next day, I just took my GoPro. I had a small GoPro. I filmed myself and I just talked about some books that I had read. That's how my YouTube started. Amazing. I had no idea of how to upload videos, edit videos. My first video is not even full screen. It's like a square cut where I didn't know that we have to make it full screen. So that was how it started. Uh, and then I came into nonfiction a lot and lot and started exploring this space. So what was the difference between fiction and nonfiction? Do you still read nonfiction? Do you still read fiction? What is the path that happened after that? To develop the taste of reading, I think I started with fiction. That now when I look in hindsight, so to develop a reading habit, to sit down, to patiently read a book, to invest yourself in one particular task. Fiction was very important for me to build that habit, to build that taste. Now I mostly read nonfiction because I'm in that stage of my life where I need to like do some things. And the next five years basically is going to decide the quality of my life. I personally believe that. So these five years I've given myself to, you know, work on myself, whatever good ideas I can have, good habits I can follow and whatever productivity things I can improve in my life. I'm in that space right now. I started nonfiction by reading biographies because it was a great segue into reading nonfiction. Because if you read some book and it says, you know, get up in the morning, it says, go, go out for a run. You will do that for two days and the third day you'll feel, you know, there's a huge barrier again. You'll first say, you'll feel, karta hai. yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I, I so relate to you. And that happened. So that's why I started with biographies right. where I, people I knew about, I started reading about them, how they developed their mindset, what obstacles did they have. And Shudog was a great book because it mostly talked about his failures than his accomplishments. So that was a really nice perspective. And now I start, read mostly nonfiction. Now I have a different take on reading. Hmm. Earlier, it was just for my own self and my own, you know, development, my own entertainment, that kind of space. But now, because I have a channel, I somehow it's like a cause and effect thing. Whatever I'm reading, I need to talk something about that book on the channel. So it's a great, you know, synergy between these two things because I have to share. So I now read. So there's a there's a good balance now, I feel. Tell me something. Which were some of the biographies that you thoroughly enjoyed? Thoroughly enjoyed, Shoe Dog is number one. Right. I also really enjoyed, I listened to an audiobook of Leonardo da Vinci's biography by Walter Isaacson. I was mind blown by the range that da Vinci's mind had. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed Robert Iger's biography, which is, he was the CEO of Disney. That was a very interesting take because I love entertainment space and I'm working in tech right now. So it's like a synergy again, entertainment and tech. Must biography was great. Ashley Vance. I really enjoyed that one as well. Interesting. One of my favorite biographies is uh, Wings of Fire by Dr. APJ Abdul Kalam. Yeah. It's a nice quick read. It's a short book. It's, yes. a, it's a very quick read. It's, I think I finished it in a day. It was very nice. Um, yeah, it was very nice. I love listening to like, you know, Carnegie's story. You know, like how the old steel mm -hmm. titans and the railway titans yes. of America were... Yes. Went through yes. what, all sorts of things to develop and create things for the country. So I think it's amazing to see what other people have done in their lives and pick up mm. nuggets from them. You know, like mm. that's the best way of learning something, right? Learn from other people's experiences and then incorporate right. it into your life. So absolutely. I recently started enjoying biographies, which is why I wanted to ask you. How do you yeah. choose books now? What is the format of choosing books? Do you have certain habits for choosing books, keeping books? Mm -hmm. Or are you a hoarder? What is your... Modus operandi. It's a mixed bag. I think I am a holder. That's a constant thing. You always <laughs> try to hold books. I feel these days I have a I have a lens of choosing books. I'm very choosy when it comes to books because A, I, I am a full-time employee. 
and all these things I do, it's like during my weekends. So as opposed to other people who go out partying, my weekends are always about content. So during the week, during the nights, I read books, I try to make content, think about content. And during the weekends, I shoot it, edit it, everything. So that's my cycle. So I have to be very choosy whenever I'm choosing a book. Uh, the first of first thing is at that point of time, whatever I feel would be the most beneficial to me. I pick up that with changes. Sometimes I'm into science fiction. Sometimes I'm into astronomy. Sometimes into um, self-help, you know, developing a habit. So I try to decide what area in my life I want to know more about. I don't approach it by the notion of I want to improve myself now. I want to know about it and let's see what sticks. So why, I by, by, this, that. by this change in ideology? Yeah, this happens because I feel if I make it a goal, okay, I'm, I decide that, right, I have to make, read 10 books to be there. So I will feel... Till the time I've read those 10 books, I am never there. I don't want that feeling. Every day I want to feel good about myself. I don't want to set a goal because I know personally, I know myself whenever I set a goal, two days I'll be great at it and the third I'll be puss. So apart from that, the process that I've you know developed for myself is do things every day. Do what you like and just go through the process. I don't have an agenda towards it so that it takes off the pressure from me. Completely takes off the pressure and in fact, I read a lot more. If I have decided I have to read a hundred books a year, I would never read a hundred books a year. But if I just like pick up whatever I want, you know, read whatever I want and read what would be beneficial to me, I read more than a hundred books. It's like a paradox to me. This is so interesting because I have the exact opposite approach. So do you okay. have fixed timings that you read? Do you have fixed pages that you read? Anything like that? Or can you get time you? I have fixed time zones and not exact times. Again, this process changes a lot of times. And today I think is the best because I have been honing it. I find out that at certain times of the day, I have great energies. At certain times of the day, I have like a diffused energy. Sometimes I'm active, sometimes I'm not. So I've generally found out that during that diffuse time, you know, when your day is done, after my work is done, I really like to relax. So people generally, how do they relax? They go, they scroll their Instagram, they talk to friends, go out for a walk. During that time, I feel I can read a fiction book. You know, I just replace that habit with this thing. I have replaced that. So I do that. And in the mornings, I feel whenever I had my first cup of coffee, after that, I'm excited for a bit. I do my work, but also sneak in some nonfiction there. So this is like a time zone where I have. So nonfiction during the day and fiction during the night. That is my... If I have to talk it in, a, in an umbrella sense, this is what I divide. So nonfiction it. requires a little bit more focus. Fiction is more mm. storytelling. It is more creativity. It is more imagination. So that comes in the time when you're feeling a little nice and sust as compared to when you're feeling full of energy. Exactly, exactly. You you put it right. And I feel, let's say you're excited, right? You have that energy. Your brain is very active. You know your brain is active. And if you're reading a storybook at that time, I don't think it's the best utilization. If you are excited, if you feel that you're you're going to feel productive, there are those zones during your day. Let's say even if it's for 30 minutes, you're feeling very active. I like to read nonfiction during that time because I, I can absorb more in that time. So nonfiction at that point of time. So I have the exact opposite. So last year I set a goal okay. of 100 books. I finished 120. Now, so I wow. wanted a 100 book goal, right? So it was that <laughs> I have to work towards it. I'm going to finish X number yeah. of books a month. I enjoyed mm -hmm. that process of, you know, mm -hmm. going after it. My books include audio and reading. So there are some that are mm -hmm. audio books, there are some that are reading books. So that's how I divide reading my books. reading habit. Because some books are, you know, I just want to quickly go through them to see if there's an interesting point that I want to pick up that I might want to use in life mm -hmm. or on a podcast or something. And there are some books that you okay. want to digest. Right. So right. I divide my books in that way. And if there is something that becomes that's very important that I read, I buy the book and read it again. Uh -huh. So that's how I I have a follow up question. Hmm. So when you have set a space like that, let's say you miss your reading time someday. So do you feel guilty about it? I'm very curious to know. 
So the thing is that as a habit coach, what I've done is I've set three mm-hmm. golden rules of habit change. The first one is make it small. So make it stupidly small. Mm-hmm. That means so small that mm-hmm. you don't feel guilty. It will happen. Haan, matlab, it's yeah. bound to happen. The second one is make it extremely easy. So find mm-hmm. the easiest way of doing it. So for example, I couldn't sit down to read a book. I'll listen to a book while I'm going to work. Right. So mm-hmm. it's easy to do. And the last one is where the guilt comes in. Never miss two days in a row. One day you miss, oh. no problem. But never mm-hmm. miss two days because the second day mm-hmm. is when the habit breaks down. The first mm-hmm. day, if you miss, no guilt, no problem. Ashton's not going to come and beat you up. Nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that is where you realize the consistency key. So even if there was a day when I was like, I could not read. I was in meetings from morning till evening and I was just too tired in the evening to read. No problem. The next day when I wake up, I will sit after my meditation and finish a chapter or two. Wow. So that, that way, there is compassion in mm-hmm. the way that you're approaching it. Very interesting. Because like otherwise what happens is then that also makes you feel guilty. Plus if you miss exercise, mm-hmm. that will also make you feel guilty. Then you spend the entire day yeah. feeling guilty only. When are you going yeah, to have I, fun? When are you going to enjoy it? Exactly. Because when I try to do this, I think this is also a very personality thing. I When I try to do this, let's say I set 100 books goal. This is a very important point. I think make it small. I never try to look at it in this way. For my personality, I would always think till the time I've read a hundred books, I would never feel satisfied and I, I would never feel good about myself. And I want to feel good about myself. I want to like have the entire day to myself and I want to feel productive. Yeah, but I really will incorporate this, like making it really small. Yeah, because you know, my habit for reading was sitting down with the book and opening mm. it. It wasn't, mm. I will finish four pages, right? If mm-hmm. I can open the book, I know my habit has started. And I know that if I can open the right. book, at least a few pages will get done in that way. Right. So that right. is how you, you slowly, slowly gain momentum and you finish mm-hmm. the, the process. Yeah. And also one interesting point to note here, now that we mentioned the previous point that I also feel that it's not important to finish books at all. Like, marks. I feel people have this urge of reading cover to cover, line to line. You know, this, I obviously everybody has seen this podcast, Naval Ravikan and Joe Rogan's podcast, where he talks about how he does not finish all of the books. He just absorbs whatever he wants. He skims through it. Whatever part he feels would be beneficial to me. I'll read that. And I very, very genuinely feel after reading a lot of books today that it's a writer's responsibility to make you read the book. You have to put in some effort, but after a point, the writer is going to hold your hand and take you to the, through the entire journey. You just sit back and relax and absorb whatever you want. Yeah, I, I believe that. That's why the habit is opening the page. Because once you open mm-hmm. the page, a good writer will make you want to turn it. And I think that is the exactly. key to the reading habit. You know, very often, mm-hmm. Avdut, people pick up a book because someone recommended it, not because they want mm-hmm. to read it. And we pick up books and we're like, I don't know why I'm forcing myself. Then and the art of motorcycle maintenance. Right? One thappi mm-hmm. book like this. How many people have actually <laughs> finished it? I've started it, but never actually gotten down to it. Never did. And then they yeah. feel like, you know, complete losers that they've not gone through the whole book. Yeah. So that is yeah. the thing, right? If a book is not making sense to you, drop it. So out of 110 books mm-hmm. that I finished last year, mm-hmm. I would have started mm-hmm. 130. And I would have realized yeah. he 20 books is my matlab. He's just talking about himself. Mm. I don't want to, I don't necessarily care. I'm not learning <laughs> anything. Let me move on. Yeah. This is very, very important when it comes to reading. I, I guess that your activation barrier, if once you cross it, it's the writer's job. Let him or her do their job. All right. We're going to come back to the podcast after a quick break. Welcome back to the Habit Coach Podcast. Let's continue. How do you read a book? Do you read it cover to cover? Do you read the index first and then read the chapters? Do you read the acknowledgement? Do you not read acknowledgement? What is the process that you follow? Two approaches for fiction and non-fiction. Okay. There's a difference, stark difference. Fiction, I speed read. 
I don't want to know how the mountains look. I don't want to know how it sounds. <laughs> Tolkien. I just want to. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Mm. You you got that right. Mm. I was referring to Tolkien only. So fiction, I speed read. I am more interested in the plot. Sometimes whenever you want to experience some kind of a escapism kind of a thing, then you read cover to cover fiction. But these days, generally, you I don't have time. Not in the bad way, but I don't have time. As in, I don't have time for sitting down and reading a fiction book. So in that sense, I speed read. So here, the plot should be the master storyteller for me. If the plot is great, if the setting is great, then I read it. And for nonfiction, I think the character development now. is also very important in in the character. In the, exactly, like, exactly. Is the character standing out and being unique to you or not? And how the characters talk, feel, and if there's a sense of relatability, if you've seen any kind of character, if the character is completely new, then you are also interested now. Okay, this side of human personality I have not seen. So that also interests me if the character is a very quirky one. Let me take a small so, segue in at this point, okay? So uh-huh. When I was writing the kids' book, the kids' book has characters. Uh-huh. The adults' book does not have characters, right? So kids' book has characters, okay. you know, because it's storytelling on how to create right. habits. So Rati is the right. elder daughter, and I was mm-hmm. showing my friends yesterday the process of creating this character, and there were like four uh-huh. slides full of descriptions of what Rati will be like, including when Rati's younger brother was born, she was feeling abandoned, and this happened and that happened. Happen, which nothing comes uh-huh. through the story, but there has to be that uh-huh. undertone of who this character actually is when the whole participation is taking place. Right? So Arati has this little "I want to please you" kind of personality. So yeah. where did that suddenly come from? So you have to go uh-huh. right down into that character to understand it, to develop it. And I think when I understood this really? process of it, it was completely like, "Wow!" Mad respect to wow. all these writers have that have like twenty-five different characters all yeah. jostling for place. It's crazy. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I've never explored the writing side of it, but I'm sure when you must have written your books, you might have, you know, taken some references. Basically, what you said that how these writers are doing it, so you're putting yourself in their shoes and doing it. It's a lovely process. The whole idea of creating stories is a lovely process. I you think. know, you should check out Neil Gaiman and all those master classes that are there. You oh, would I love it. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And since we're talking about like making reading sexy, I think <laughs> we're like geeking out. Neil Gaiman is at the <laughs> forefront. Yeah. I love his voice. He's very calming. Yeah, very cool. Many talks. Very, very nice to listen to him. Yeah. So you said two different approaches. One is speed reading through yeah. fiction and then nonfiction. Yeah. Yeah. And for nonfiction, again, very choosy. First of all, if I'm choosing a nonfiction book, I take some time, I go through their good reads, I go to the reviews, I know about the author, what that author has been doing, why that author wrote that book and, you know, a lot of different things. If I don't generally see if the book is popular or not, I'm not that person where just because everybody else is reading, I have to read that book. No, if just the topic interests me, I will pick it up. And then I try to read 20 to 30% of the book on myself. Uh, by my own energy, I will take out time, I will put in energy and try to read that. After 20%, if it makes sense to me, I will complete it. Like I will read it nicely. I will sit down. If I want, I will make notes and how it, whatever the book resonates with me, I'll note it down. And that's how I will approach a nonfiction book. Like I will take some time to choose a nonfiction book. Basically. Interesting. So you actually go through these processes of checking out the reviews, checking it on Goodreads. Yeah. Do you do like a Blinkist kind of a quick read and stuff like that or not necessarily? No, I don't do a quick read. I just see what the book is about and I and I see about the author as, as well. Now, there's a paradigm shift that has come in my reading schedule. Earlier, I was just reading what is popular. Mm. Okay, subtle art is popular. Everybody's reading it. I need to go out and read it. It was like that. But that didn't resonate with me because I feel everybody has their own set of experiences, own set of goals, own set of, you know, aspirations. So according to that, if you choose a book, that will be very amazing because 
I feel to give an example, I was into uh, astronomy uh, last year. I I wanted to explore that space a lot because we were hearing so much about Blue Origin and SpaceX doing doing a space race kind of a thing. I wanted to know more about that, and I found out in this entire space there's a guy called Peter Diamandis who started X Prize. that he was at the forefront of getting everyone together so i read his biography and that gave me a lot of insights into how these things are done and that's how i approach things whatever right now i'm interested in i'll find out about that author i'll find out i if i want to know what they have to say because it's such a beautiful thing right the author is spending all their life researching about things doing everything and presenting it to you in such a concise way it's a great thing i feel like they've taken it so much efforts in writing a book and you get it in the best way possible they want to make it interesting for you want to make it readable for you so i really like this process i connect to the author also when i'm reading a non fiction this is so powerful you know the two things that that come out from what you said one is that the author and what they're going through so peter diamandis has this whole x prize and space exploration at one end and he has this whole anti aging and longevity at the other end right so as the author's yeah. passions change you can follow along and see acha he's moved yeah. from this to this also now and from this yeah. to this also now so you can see a full <laughs> transition taking place with the authors and you can actually go exactly. on that journey because they would have taken 20 years mm-hmm. to go on this journey you take yeah. a few weeks to go on that journey exactly exactly i find find that very powerful also when it comes to, so i told you right my personality i feel i'm an artist in a sort of way in a creative person not really an artist so there's this book called the big magic by elizabeth gilbert what a wonderful book to read if you are an artist she's talked about how to create new artistic ideas how ideation happens how artists work how artists perform and again it hit me as an author so whenever i'm reading big magic i feel i'm sitting down she's in right in front of me we're having a cup of coffee she's telling me all of her experiences and we're just having a conversation hmm. so i approach that way to non fiction okay this is going to be my new book to add i haven't read this big magic yeah it's amazing i was you also mentioned something interesting you said that i look at what i'm currently interested in and then explore that space mm-hmm. right you mm-hmm. suddenly found astronomy as, as something interesting and i think this mm-hmm. is so critical for us especially you know if you're listening to this to have different different kinds of passions and explore different different kinds of passions because your passions mm-hmm. will change over a period of time your hobbies will change over a period of time and i think books mm-hmm. is a great way of learning them and fueling them through i agree when you keep changing genres you keep it going let's say you want to start a business and you decide on a book that you want to start a business book you read that start reading that you did not like it you finish it then the entire reading schedule collapses everything collapses you are just out of the reading schedule so i don't do that also one thing to note here is that i read multiple books at a time ah you do how many how many going on three at least at least any point of time there has to be three or four books i like that on a cooking shelf you know all the dishes are being slow cooked on the entire thing because if you know one dish you did not like so you the whole idea of cooking goes away i'm giving so many cooking references because <laughs> i'm in the us and you have to cook your own food and i hate cooking I hate cooking, so I'm trying to. It's a reinforcement to talk about cooking, so that I try to love cooking. <laughs> Have you mastered the pressure cooker yet, or not? I am getting there. Hmm. I wouldn't say I have mastered, but I. But you stop getting scared good. of the city. I'm okay now. <laughs> I'm okay. I, earlier, <laughs> I never cooked any dish in my life, hmm. and like except for chai, I didn't make anything. And suddenly here. All three time meals you have to cook on your own. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Read while it's boiling. So, yeah. What are the five habits that you would tell people who want to start their reading process? 
Okay, so the habits which will help you to develop a reading habit mm-hmm, is what you mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to start. Okay, these things work for me personally, so, and they might work for everyone because they're very easy and actionable. So the first point is before reading, I make sure that at least for ten to fifteen minutes, I'm not using any screen. I've, I've I found this that whenever you scroll, whenever you on any kind of a screen. your brain is generally into a million places the whole dopamine conversation and rehuberman that kind of conversation that you are at a million places you just can't focus and it's very hard to put on a pedal when you're speeding your car in a in a very high fashion so i do that at least for 10 15 minutes no screen time and it generally helps me to stay focused that's one thing and the next is surround myself with books i keep a book around me always there's a book at my bedside table my book my bag always has two to three books my ipad always has books my phone has books so everywhere books even if you feel someday you don't like reading just the idea of you know getting surrounded by books and especially if you have some of your favorite biographies out there you feel whenever you are in your low time you're depressed you're anxious us is a very depressing place <laughs> <laughs> so here you subconsciously feel okay these these writers are talking to me they are here with me i've read their stories they have endured this you have the power so i like surrounding myself with books so that someday you try to pick it up even if you're not feeling it then also i like to talk about books so i i love this concept of whenever you read something whenever you try to tell it to someone you basically learn it even better the feynman technique right where you want to teach it to someone teach it to a child so my whole youtube is around this philosophy that okay yes i want to make people read but also i want to make myself read as well because like i had previously mentioned when i read a book i want to have a notion where because i'm reading a book i'm sharing it with my audience so the sharing part really comes in handy and i always urge all of the people to whatever you are reading just tell it to someone i've read this today come here sit down with me let me tell you about this story let me tell you about this so that it becomes very easy to you know later remember even if you want to because you told it in the form of a story so i like sharing things whenever i read a book anything you tweet it out you make a video i do that the fiction and non fiction difference like I speed read when it comes to fiction. I only pick up what I want to read, and in nonfiction, again, I research about the author. I read, I do a pre-visualization about the book. Basically, I try to see the meta things that surround a book, and then finish a nonfiction book. Yeah, I think we've covered five, right? I think yeah. this, I think very, very nice ones, especially the first one, which was. Do- dopamine detox for fifteen minutes before you start, because otherwise you're constantly yeah. seeking behavior. You're reading the book, and you're like, who's messaged? I wonder if that yeah. DM has come in yet, right? And you're constantly yeah. looking yeah. at your phone and seeing, and you get distracted with it. I love it. This is such a powerful one. All right, we're going to come back to the podcast after a quick break. Welcome back to the Habit Coach Podcast. Let's continue. Two habits or three habits on people who are already readers to supercharge their reading process. Mm-hmm. like like to become like super readers it's like ah what would that be that's a fantastic question and i can answer this from a contextual point of view because i'm currently reading a book called anatomy of a breakthrough by adam alter uh, this book was recommended by uh, adam grant i i love adam grant's writings so in this book he's he's written about whenever you start doing a thing the initial part is very easy for you because you are excited about it and you are generally excited about the whole idea of doing it the last part when you are finishing that thing is also very exciting because you can see the finish line you can you know see the end goal and you feel like boasting to people that i've done it the middle part is the hardest to sustain it it's it's the most boring part so just being aware of that part that now you are in the boring zone 
makes it very powerful. <laughs> you're Let's in the middle say, of the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in the middle of the book. It's very easy to like just chuck it away. I've read half a book. It's okay, and there's still a lot to go. So just being aware of the fact that. you know you are in this space even if your readers there are times when you are in a complete reading slump where you don't want to read books you just can't concentrate and it's okay i feel it's very okay you just have to be aware that it's okay to not read books someday it's not like you have to do it every day and approach it from a different viewpoint like don't question your entire life productivity based on if you're reading or not mm. so it does not make sense because if you're reading your life is productive and if your life is productive you're reading it doesn't make sense so it's okay to not read books i've gone weeks without reading books and i have not felt bad about it that's why i ask you this question where if you feel guilty i don't feel the need to always be on the edge of improving my life i just want to relax some days and it's okay to not be in that zone correct so i think but i, I the, am the going 100 to day tackle book, the 100 book goal is important for why uh-huh. you want to do it right so uh, for me it was i wanted to be flooded with ideas that was my goal uh, so so for yeah. me it was an accumulation goal it wasn't necessarily like a you know i have to finish it from that point of view you bring out a great point you really had an end goal you had a north star and that became easy for you without having a north star without having an actionable thing it becomes very difficult because even subconsciously i have a north star every week to upload a video that's why i'm reading so there has to be a north star i feel if you don't have a north star you just want to improve in a general sense you want to improve your life it becomes a bit difficult i feel and you just one book away from you know falling in love with the habit of reading it's just that one book which will change everything for you is what i feel i love that one book from falling in love with reading so good yeah abdul yeah. how do we make reading sexy now this is something that you are very very passionate about how do we make reading yeah. sexy So the first is by reading <laughs> by actually reading <laughs> I'm I'm saying this because I know a lot of people who are into this space who know so much about books who know so much about authors so this author is coming up with a new book this author has written that book but when it actually comes out to you know read it it becomes a blunder there was a hilarious anecdote i was in a bookstore in bangalore and somebody came up to me and they say we started talking of senior video stuff and the the girl was like oh murakami she writes so nice uh, i have i really love all of murakami's so i'm like wow and then, that's when i understood that there's a difference here that people it's not just the idea of reading it's the actual process of reading that needs to be sexy but that was, but, uh, but the very fact that she said she and not a he and all of those things matlab like she thought it was sexy to say murakami and at least use the word exactly. right so so i think then then in that context reading was a little sexy in, in comparison yeah 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 <laughs> and and i also remember when i was a kid this dan brown thing was going around a lot so generally so many books are written but some books pop up in some way and they just resonate with a lot of people and just because everybody's reading it you don't want to feel a fear of missing out so you also read it coolin hover currently is that author where everybody seems to reading i don't understand what, why what is what is but the book i don't know about this coolin hover it ends with us we're all a romance novels ah, teen no, romance know. novels okay. huh. clearly yeah. i'm not the target <laughs> audience <laughs> <laughs> so that is being going on so for that i feel there needs to be a fundamental change so i have come up with this idea like i feel this was what happened with me i cannot generalize it but i always felt when we were growing up you know there was always a reward associated whenever you're reading something when i was in school whenever i was reading something there were marks associated with it so i knew subconsciously that if i'm reading i'm going to get this much marks so i had to read better to get more marks but this reading which we are promoting is a different kind of reading there nobody's going to come and rate you and give you marks you know you're not being judged in any way so 
that is a shift here like people always associate trading with the goal of getting somewhere you know doing something and getting something tangential out of it what i believe is it's it's just like watching a movie to me now you watch a good movie you experience good emotions and you take up whatever you like and you remember it that's all that's all can be the habit of reading as well yes reading can be to improve your lives can be to learn about the skills be a skillful person and change your mindset but it's but it also can be as means of entertainment just like movies i i thoroughly believe that because and you see any reader they have a spark in their eyes when they talk about books because they have experienced that joy of reading a book you know and it's very very personal it's very very personal that experience so this is what i want to hit where people need to experience that that whole joy of reading a good fiction book or a non fiction book how do we make our reading passion more addictive to others so that we can you know infect others with this passion that we have for reading i think here there's there needs to be a shift in conversation rather than telling i've read these many books we can just talk about hey i learned this from the book and this happened so now i told you about shoe dog because i read that book i started my youtube channel this would definitely pique your interest in some way this would definitely the next time you see that book somewhere you would be reminded of some person who you know started a youtube channel so i think that way if we talk about books that how books are helping us if we talk books in that way if we talk about books in that approach it will definitely make more and more people share what they are doing and read more basically amazing abdu is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners with something that you want to leave as a final you know hurrah for reading before we end <laughs> our podcast yeah like i said before you're just one book away from finding out whether how much you love can fall in the love can fall in the love of habit of reading books so to find that one book take some time talk to people read on the internet follow the authors and pick up that book and just try to finish one small book and also reading a small book gives you that innate confidence that you can finish books that's it then it has to be a domino effect once you read a great book it's just that and yeah i mean that would be my final message that you're just one book away from falling in love with the habit of reading do you have one book that you tell people that you must must pick up is there any yeah, which yeah, one yeah one book like my audience always tells me a bus kar away like it's been a lot i talk about shoe dog a lot shoe dog is, I, because is your book you know i have never actually how, finished reading or i've i've never started shoe dog uh, because i thought it would be another screw it let's do it kind of a book and i was not in the mind space no, for no. one of those i was really fascinated and refreshed uh, do you run by any chance not at all you only have okay, someone chasing then, me <laughs> so even better because i am not at all a runner i don't resonate with the idea of running but for some people running is equivalent to meditation and this guy was just out of college wacky full of energy and made a lot of mistakes and just out of that nike was born the whole idea of being very relatable when you read about phil knight he was not at all a born to be a leader a born to be a, an elon musk or a jobs he was just a regular guy but just because of some attributes of his to not give up and just his passion of of what he was doing he was able to create one of the most iconic brands and that was very refreshing to me like i said it spoke to me on a spiritual level that you don't have to be extraordinary to be extraordinary you can like do stuff amazing so yeah So two books have been added to my list. So Shoe Dog and which was the other one? The Big Magic. Big, Big Magic. Magic. Done. Fantastic. Yeah. Abdul, thank you so much for yes. being on the podcast and making reading sexy for everybody. So everyone listening, please yes. remember make reading sexy. Go and pick up a book right yes. now. Abdul, how can people get in touch with you? Where can people continue this conversation with you? 
yeah people can follow me on my youtube channel it's called read travel become where i talk about books productivity also a little bit of travel videos so you can find me on youtube and also on instagram by the same handle amazing thank you so much for joining thank you If you like this episode don't forget to hit subscribe also give us a rating it really helps with people discovering the podcast if you like podcasts like this check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network you can also watch all the episodes on the habit coach awesome 180 youtube channel follow us on social media we are at ivm podcasts on twitter facebook instagram linkedin everywhere you can also reach out to me i am ashtin doc at twitter and instagram You can connect with me on my website awesome180.com. You can also check out my two new books, Change Your Habits, Change Your Life, and the second, The Book of Good Habits for Kids. I am Ashtin Doctor, your habit coach.